The following podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is your number one source for the best deals on sporting events, concerts, comedy shows, and a whole lot more. Go to SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app and use promo code BLUESEATS for $20 off your first purchase. That's promo code BLUESEATS only at SeatGeek, the official ticketing partner of From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Let there be live. The best Rangers analysis with no punches pulled. This is From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Vanessa. I'm back! What's going on, Rangers fans? My name is Jimmy Finizzi, and this is From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast presented by SeatGeek. I hope you've been well. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BlueSeats94 and use the hashtag BlueSeats to interact with us on any and all topics at hand. Also, make sure you smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. And make sure you subscribe on YouTube and on all audio platforms. And be sure to rate us five stars. It would mean the world to us. So, I know it's been a couple of weeks since I last posted an episode. And I do sincerely apologize about that. Once again, it's been tough balancing my work schedule and my personal life schedule. It's still not an easy road. But I'm happy to be doing an episode again. And boy, oh boy, now is the perfect time to be doing doing an episode, excuse me, because the trade deadline is coming up in just about a week, and boy, do I have the perfect guests joining me for this episode today. I have Little Ed and Coach Ed from the Rangers Ed podcast. If you know who those guys are, I would highly suggest you go subscribe to them on YouTube and on all audio platforms. These guys break down trades like nobody's business, and I wanted these guys on specifically for this topic, and we had a great conversation about what the Rangers should do when the trade deadline comes on March 8th. So with that being said, sit back, relax, and enjoy my exclusive conversation with the Rangers Ed Podcast. Enjoy. All right, so before we begin, I want to correct myself. I said Coach Ed instead of Cousin Ed. I do apologize about that. I screwed up the intro. Hey, we're all human. It happens. But regardless, as you can see on my screen, if you're watching on YouTube, I do have the boys from the Rangers Ed podcast. I've got Little Ed and Cousin Ed. Fellas, it's a pleasure to have you on. I've been waiting for this collaboration for a long time, ever since I started the show. How are you guys doing? Very good, buddy. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate uh, you wanting to have us on. So glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. Seriously. Appreciate hey, it, the, the, the pleasure is all mine, fellas. I, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing more collabs soon, depending on how this goes. Maybe uh, not so well. But anyway, let's just dive <laughs> in a bit and see how it goes. So, trade deadline comes up in a little over a week from now at the time of this episode. The Rangers have won 10 of their last 11 games also at the time of this episode. Unfortunately, losing to the Blue Jackets, but that's beside the point. I'm not going to get into that whole 
spiel. You can check my social media for my post-game rants on there. But I digress. So, fellas, I got to be honest. I'm kind of nervous about this trade deadline. And the reason why I'm nervous is because this is a lot for Chris Drury. If you can recall, the Rangers were in sort of this pickle when they last won the Stanley Cup in 1994. And ultimately what ended up happening is that they ended up making five major trades at the trade deadline en route to winning their first Stanley Cup in 54 years. This situation is a little bit different because Philip Heedle is done for the year. That's your third line center right there. Capo Caco has been on the trade block for months now. We don't, And all of a sudden he's playing well, so maybe his trade value goes up. And you have literally a list of guys that I've compiled in front of me that the Rangers could be most likely and least likely to acquire at the trade deadline. But this is a, this is a sticky situation because the Rangers' chemistry this year, for the most part, has been pretty damn good. So it's going to be tough for Chris Drury because he doesn't want to screw that chemistry up. They're on a, they're on a roll right now. So I guess I'll start with Cousin Ed here. You know, with the Rangers' recent, recent hot streak here, what's – how do I even phrase this? Do you expect Chris Drury to push the right buttons here without messing up this chemistry? Because it's looking pretty damn good right now outside of the Blue Jackets game that recently just happened. Yeah, I mean, I do. I think he has to. Um, you know, the Rangers are – the East is wide open. You know, the Rangers are one of the top contenders in the East. Um, this is a, a really good chance for the team to make a deep run and hopefully win the Stanley Cup. So I think Drury's not going to sit on his hands. That being said, uh, you know, I w I'm hoping, and I think Drury is probably looking at this the same way, that it's more of a uh, two years ago trade deadline than a last year uh, trade deadline where they're looking for the right pieces. You know, I've been harping on this on our show, the right pieces, like right? the Rangers have the horses, you know, they don't need to go out and get the biggest names and they're always in the biggest names, right? Cause the media just puts them in there. The Rangers are, yeah. they're, they're a sealed front office. And anytime you hear a rumor, the Rangers might want a guy, it's probably coming from the other team's front office, not the Rangers. Right. So yep. of course, of course they're in on Vetrano. They're in on this guy, Henrik, uh, you know, left and right down the line, Scott Lawton, everybody. But I would expect Drury to target specific guys to fill specific roles, namely a first line right wing doesn't mean a superstar, a complimentary player who can play off the rush with Zibanejad and Kreider. Maybe he'll look at a third line center, although Brodzinski has filled in well um, with that line with Cooley and Kako. I mean, I, I'm okay with it, honestly, if he doesn't go get a third line center. Uh, and the fourth line is shaping up internally. So I don't really know. Mm. I mean, do you want to, do you really want to go out and pick up some veteran depth and push these young kids who look like they're going to be a, a lot to handle in the playoffs and push them out of the lineup? So I, I don't think Drury is going to make any stupid moves. If he trades Kako, I think that's in the off season. I don't think that's now. Um, and I, I would expect him to target one or two guys very particularly. Yeah, that that's exactly where I was going to go to little Ed next, because to me, the top three needs for the Rangers as of right now are a right winger to play alongside of Kreider and Zibby, potentially, a third-line center to fill in for Hedl, who's done for the season, and maybe a third-pair defenseman who can step in in case somebody gets hurt 
via Ryan Lindgren or Keandre Miller or whoever. I don't wish injury upon those players, but even still, you get my drift. What do you think out of those three things, Little Ed, what do you think is the most important for the Rangers to add? Well, for me, I'll, I guess I'll start with the defense. Um, I think the Rangers are are good where they are right now on D. I mean, if uh, hey, if Drury can find a cheap uh, depth defenseman just as a safety net, that's great. But I think Zach Jones has taken a big step this season. Yeah, he um, has. With with or without the consistency in the lineup, I mean, I feel like he whenever he gets his name called, he takes advantage of it and he has a good game or a solid game. Nothing too flashy, but always just solid and and plays well. Moving up to the third line center, I'm with Cousin Ed. Uh, I've always been a Johnny Brzezinski guy. We joke around about it on our show all the time. Um, but I, it's not really a joke to me. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great role player. He's a steal in the salary cap era. And he does everything he can. He's going to continue to do everything he can to stay in this league because he definitely doesn't want to go back to the AHL. He's gotten a taste for the NHL first class Rangers organization, and he's here to stay if it's up to him. That's for sure. Um, so I'm going to go with the right wing. It's definitely the, I don't know about most important, but something I would say, if anything, they should target. But at the same time, I, I believe in Jimmy VC, at least for the time being. And uh, if the right guy pops up, then then you, you jump on it. But I'm with Cousin Ed. I don't think uh, Drury's going to shake anything up too crazy. I think he learned his lesson from last year. I mean, I was in the big camp of getting Patrick Kane. Um, in hindsight, obviously, it wasn't the best move. Um, but you can't say no to it at the time. So I think, like I said, he learned his lesson and, and he's going to stick with the chemistry. And I'm sure the guys in the locker room are probably saying the same thing, especially the leadership. Yeah, look at Patrick Kane now. He's killing with Detroit now. And I know Ranger <laughs> yeah. fans are going to say to me, oh, how do you feel about not getting Patrick Kane now? Go kick yeah. rocks. I still don't want it. But anyway, that's beside the point. But no, listen, you mentioned the right wing position. That's going to lead me into a few guys that I think would be most likely that the Rangers could acquire at the deadline. I know the top guy is Frank Petrano. I would love to see him back. You know, I know that some Ranger fans are going to tell me that his one year with the Rangers really wasn't that impressive, but have you seen what he's doing with... Look, he's on a rebuilding team in Anaheim right now, and he's putting up... not He doesn't have to put up gaudy numbers to tell you how good a player he is. He's having a great season on a rebuilding building team if the Rangers could put together the right package for Frank Vetrano I would love love to have him back maybe put him on the first line with Kreider and Zibanejad what say you cousin Ed yeah I'm I'm not uh in the camp of buying guys when they're playing well um and, okay. and that may sound that may sound a little bit counterintuitive right because you want to go pick up a player who's playing well for your stretch run and Vetrano's having a career year I mean he's going to surpass 30 goals this year um, he's always had that great shot. He can play off the rush. He could forecheck. He's, he's got a little snarl to his game. That's surprising for his size. And I really like for Toronto. I, I think if they do get him, he'll fit in well. My concern is he's got another year, uh, with 3.6 mil or whatever it is. So, you know, is there going to be retention there? Uh, are they going to have to move a piece in the off season if they get for Toronto? And you're also going to have to give up a first round pick, a prospect, cause you're going to pay for Vetrano at the height of his play. And frankly, we just had Vetrano. And if the Rangers really believed in Vetrano as, as a missing piece type player, they could have just tried to re-sign him when they point. had him and not, not traded those assets. So I think when you, when you look at what the Rangers did, when they acquired him, they, they identified a team 
who needed some cap space and they traded a fourth round pick for Frank Vitrano. That's what they should be doing. They should be taking a fourth round pick or something like that, looking around the league and find another Frank Vitrano. It doesn't have to be him specifically. That's just my opinion. I do love the player. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a fun right. player to watch, to root for, and you know he he did well. I think he did well with the team. Honestly, uh, he scored some big goals. And Thank you on a on a team that passes that passes the puck too much. It was nice having a guy just rip the puck every time he got it. Yeah. So, yep. so it's nothing against him, but I would look elsewhere. No, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong too. In that same year that they got uh, Vetrano, they also got Andrew Cop for a couple of draft picks too. Am I right on that? Yes, another okay. guy who they specifically targeted, a Swiss Army knife, middle six guy, specific kind of player that they were looking for. And they did give up a first for Cop, but remember, that was conditioned on the yep. Rangers reaching the Eastern Conference Finals, which if you're going to condition the pick on that, that's fine, right? Because you're talking about a bottom four pick in the first round no matter what. Okay, like fine. Well, I'll take a deep playoff run for a first round pick any day. So I don't mind conditioning a first on a you know an Eastern Conference Finals or Stanley Cup Final appearance for a guy who's a perfect fit like a Yanni Gord or something mm. like that. Like that's that's the kind of move you make, you know, to to make a push. That's fine, but it has to be the right player. I'm assuming he's on your list, Jimmy. <laughs> who who uh um Fr- Frank Vetrano? Yeah, no, Yanni, Yanni Go- No, Yanni he's, Gord. He's on my list. Yanni Gord, your yeah, eyes are up. Yanni Gord is also on my list. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yanni Gord is also on my list. Now, again, this goes to the center position, too. You need somebody to fill in for Filipino who's done for the season. And again, we wish nothing but the best for Filipino. That, that, that's nothing to mess with right there. But no, cousin Ed, you you hit it right on the head. Yanni Gord would be a fantastic addition. Now, I understand that Seattle hasn't been the Seattle that made the semifinals last year. But even still, you look at you look at Yanni Gord. He's having a tremendous season. If you can look, if it costs trading Capocaco, which I would not advise doing, if that's what it takes to help your team be a better contender, so be it. But I'm no GM. I can't make that decision for Chris Drury. But adding a guy like Yanni Gord for the right price would be tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. What do you think, little Ed? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to – we don't get to see him, like, very often. All you really see is, like, highlights on NHL Network and stuff. I mean, I don't – I can't I can't <laughs> lie to you. I can't lie to you and say I watch a lot of Seattle Kraken games. Um, mm. I, I sound like Coach Ed on that one, but, I mean, it's true. I mean, you, you just see – you hear what type of player he is. You check out his analytics, and you kind of got to trust that. Um, so I, I'm just going to lean on Drury. Like Cousin Ed said, he's looking for the right piece. I mean – Yanni Gord's style of play definitely is the right right piece from what you from what you read or what you what like I said the highlights and stuff. Um, but I mean, I'm in the Johnny Brzezinski camp. I mean, if you're going to trade for a player like Yanni Gord, I think Johnny B can just be that type of player for probably cheaper, and you don't have to give up anything for him right now. You know, so I'm I'm just in that camp, and you're not going to talk me out of it, Jimmy. We're talking to Little Ed and Cousin Ed from the Rangers Ed podcast right here on From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. We are presented by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is your number one source for the best deals on sporting events, concerts, comedy shows, and more. Go to SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app and use promo code BLUESEATS for $20 off your first ticket purchase. That's code BLUESEATS only at SeatGeek, the official ticketing partner of From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Now, 
We're talking about the center position now for the trade deadline. We already talked about the right wing. We mentioned Frank Petrano. I also, actually, let's go back to the right wing position here really quick. There's another guy I've been eyeing on. Well, actually, two. Two that are likely. One that's very least likely to happen. The two that are likely. I know they just gave him up during the off. Well, actually, not just gave him up. They let him go to sign somewhere else in the offseason. I would kill to have Vladimir Tarasenko back. <laughs> but I, 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 under, I understand what you're going to tell me that, oh, why would you want him back? They, they, they essentially gave up on him. Yes, they did. But think about what he could do on this team. This team that started 18-4-1. This team that recently had a 10-game winning streak. This team that is sitting first in the Metro and the conference, which nobody thought that was even possible this season. Think about what he could do on this Rangers team. Am I crazy here? No, I mean, look, I'm a huge Tarasenko fan. Uh, I, I'm just you not. Have been for a long time. I'm not. Yeah, I've always liked him. You know, when the Rangers should have drafted him back in his draft year and said they got yep. Dylan McElrath. I've been a fan of him since then, right? So <laughs> I love Tarasenko, and I agree with you. I think he'd fit well, and I do think it's a little bit, um, you know, it's a little bit unfair to the analysis of the trade to say, oh, they just had him and they let him go. Because if you look at the offseason and you look at uh, bringing a player in and filling out your roster, it's much different than at the trade deadline. You know, in the offseason right. – you have, you have a salary cap to deal with and a projected salary cap for the entire season, right? So Tarasenko, I think his salary is around like five mil on a one-year deal with Ottawa, right? So the Rangers couldn't fit that. They absolutely could not fit that. But if they go get him now at 50% retained, they could fit it. Uh, so it's much different saying they gave up on him versus they couldn't afford him, I think is more, more appropriate, right? So fans out there, I think that's the way to look at it. Now, as far as his fit, he's a great fit. Uh, and again, this is the kind of a trade that I'd be okay with. I mean, I'm a little tired <laughs> of everyone just saying, oh, Zuccarello, Tarasenko, Bushnevich, Vetrano, Strom. Like, these guys are ex-Rangers. <laughs> like, can we can we look? There's other players in the league, you know? Like, the, the, we can the, look at other guys. I, I hate to cut you off. I apologize. You're going to hate me for this then. Pavel Bushnevich was also on my list. Of like <laughs> no, I don't hate you for that. I I'm just saying it's the I headlines. You got to go with the headlines. No, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's just all because, ex-Rangers. It's, it's just because Chris Drury should have never gave him up in the first place. Well, he couldn't that's, afford that's him. That's I will thing. never forgive him for that. That's the thing, Jimmy, though. He couldn't afford that five mil salary, right? So look, Tarasenko is not having that good of a year as far as, yeah, as far as points. Um, you know, if you just look at raw point totals, I haven't watched him game in, game out, like little Ed said about Gord. Um, so I don't know what his game has been like. I know he scores against the Rangers. I was going to um, say, he's, yeah, <laughs> you watch those games. Yeah. So I, seems, I would be. He seems to be a Ranger killer nowadays. Yeah, you're right. I would. Yeah, I'd be shocked if Tarasenko cost anything more than like a, a second to fourth round pick and a, and like a B prospect. To be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. And at that and at that price, I think that's the kind of guy you go get. You know, get some salary retention, bring him in. I'm perfectly fine with that. I think that would be he'll, a good move. Yeah, he'll fit in nicely like? with. No, I'm with that, too. He'll fit in nicely with uh, Kreider and Zibby. We've seen that already. He kind of like – I don't want to say he took that line over, but like he was a veteran. He he was automatically the veteran on that line when he came in, and he was always the one with the iPad and showing them, and he was always communicating with everybody. So I think he enjoyed his time with the Rangers, and the, they just couldn't afford him for the time being. And if they can get him for a salary retained from Ottawa, then 
I think it's a no-brainer for sure. Listen, we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Want Vesna Trophy odds? Thatcher Demko at plus 380, Jeremy Swayman at plus 550. I would go with Thatcher Demko, but that's just me. What you want to bet on is up to you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Ford in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Yeah. Here's a kind of out-of-the-box one at right wing. I don't know if you guys are, agree with this one. How about Anthony Duclair? I know he's a little ranger, but what about bringing him back on like maybe a one-year deal or something after the offseason if it works out in a trade? Yeah, I like Duclair. I mean, Little Ed might, might not. I, I like speed. You know, I think speed is something that this team lacks, uh, and you're not going to get it all in one player, but – you need to have at least one line that is it puts defensemen on their heels and hits them, you know, on a four check. And and the Rangers have too many rush players. You know, they're all really talented, but it's a little too easy sometimes to play against them, which is why they've been having success in the last ten games, in my opinion, because Kako and Cooley are four checking. Rempe comes up, he's four checking. Edstrom four checking. So you got two lines that really put a lot of pressure on D, and then two lines that create on on the rush. So I think a guy like Duclair, maybe he's not a banger as far as like forechecking is concerned, but he's got a ton of speed and he can create a lot of problems. You know, so he can play that rush game and he can also play, you know, dump and chase game and be effective. I'm okay with Duclair. I think he's got warts, but it's something the Rangers lack. So I'm okay with yeah. it. Yeah, and as it pertains to Matt Rempe, he also wants to fight everybody, apparently, ever since he got called up. But <laughs> that's another story for another day. Listen, but- I got to have that threat, you know? Yeah, no, no. No, you're right. It definitely that's another thing that the Rangers have been lacking as well is that that guy who always just wants to pick fights. Last time we had a guy like that was Brandon Prust, and God, I miss him so much. But let's talk about the center position next because we mentioned Yanni Gold, who I who I personally would want on the Rangers. That's just me. I know I've I've been critiqued for saying this in the last episode, but I'm gonna say it again because I don't care. <laughs> How about Adam Henrique? I know that he's been a Ranger killer. I get it. I know you don't want to relive the, oh, Henrik, it's over thing. That was 2012, okay? That's done. It's over. Adam Henrik is putting up great numbers on, again, a rebuilding Anaheim team. Do you see what he's doing? He would fit in perfectly with what Drury's trying to do. Little Ed, I'll let you take this one. I will never forget... Being in the bar with my friend who's a Devils fan and the Rangers losing that game to oh, Adam Henrique no. at overtime. 
or whatever it was. Listen, there was plenty of fans out there that didn't want Jonathan Quick for the same reason, and look at what he did. But at the same time, I'm out on Adam Henrique, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Cosmo, all right. All right. I'm out on him too, but not for that reason. I do think it would be kind of funny if the Rangers won the Stanley <laughs> Cup with Jonathan Quick and Adam Henrique, two guys who, <laughs> two guys who crushed us, uh, crushed our dreams in the in the tens. But I mean, look, Henrique uh, is is a, you know, a, he's a little bit overrated at this point in his career. You know, he's 34 overrated. years. Yeah, I think he's a little overrated. Um, he's, you know, no more than, in my opinion, you know, a third, fourth line center. And you're going to have to pay a first, second line center price to acquire him. So, again, I'm all about cost uh, cost of the player versus what you're actually going to receive. Right. So, Henrique, would he fit well in a third line role? I agree. Yes, he, he would. But I'm not giving a first round pick for him. No way. I'll, I'll, I'll look elsewhere. You know, like that. that's the way I'm looking at this trade deadline is Drury needs to be very particular. They don't have a lot of draft picks. So, you know, if you're going to go trade the first round pick for a center, you go push and get Yanni Gord. You don't settle for Adam Henrique for a first round. You don't get Sean Monahan for a first round pick. That that was not a trade I would have made. Right. So that's yeah, no. more so where I'm at. But if you're telling me we can get Henrique with a little retention and uh, for, as a rental for a third round pick or something like that, I'm all in. Yeah, that's a great move. Sure. You know, so it's about cost. And listen, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go as far as say he's overrated, but I, I, I do get where you're coming from. But, you know, at the end of the day, I would prefer Yanni Gord over those guys. Would I like Adam Henrique? Yes, because I think it would be absolutely hilarious. But Yanni Gord would definitely be the best fit as far as center. I think, now, Jim, sorry to cut you off, but I think when no, no, Cousin had said he's over. When Cousin had said he's overrated, I think he means like the price where it's like, yes, he's going to cost probably a first round pick, but he's only going to okay. be filling. Okay. He's only going to be filling a third line position, you know, no, like in, the, in, in not that, taking anything that, away from Adam Henrique. He had an outstanding career. Yeah, and, I'm and saying that, the cost. Case, it's like you're paying for the name. It's like you're paying for an iPhone because it's an iPhone. You know, it's <laughs> right. like, yeah, does that make sense. You know, so. no, right. no, no. Are you, you going to give a first round pick for an iPhone six, Jimmy? No, that's, Adam, Adam Henrique's hey, wait, wait, my iPhone. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I couldn't hear you coming in. What'd you say? I said you're going to give a first-round pick for an iPhone six because that because Adam Henrique is a is an iPhone six. He was you know, he was so. really popular about ten years ago. <laughs> that's a fair point. I, I I can't disagree with that. Now, least likely to me as far as center position, Boone Jenner. I, I just I, – I can't see it. I mean, he, he's the captain of the Blue Jackets. I don't think he's going anywhere. Didn't he make – didn't he sign a long, a long-term contract there recently? I, I don't see Boone Jenner going to the Rangers. For, for what? Yeah, I don't see Columbus trading him. Uh, you know, John Davidson uh, came out and said, Jenner doesn't want to go anywhere, and we don't want him to go anywhere. That's, you know, that's pretty strong. Davidson's an old-school guy. That doesn't mean they're not going to trade him. Um, but he kind of controls his own destiny. He's the captain of that team. Davidson has this thing with the Rangers where he got fired. Uh, I don't think he's doing Drury any favors by giving him Boone Jenner in a, in a fair trade. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, Boone, Boone Jenner is definitely not going anywhere. Here's a, another out-of-the-box one here at center. What about Alex Wenberg from Seattle? I like Alex Wenberg. Uh, I, yeah. I like Seattle. Uh, you know, they're players. 
I mean, little Ed, what do you think? I'm I'm all in on those guys. Like Wenberg would be a good fit. Well, yeah, Seattle's – I mean, like I said, we don't watch every game, but we know that they're a well-managed team. I mean, Ron Francis is a hockey legend, of course. I mean, they're a well-coached mm. team. I mean, I think they 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 didn't build the team like Vegas did. They didn't have the same whatever rules and stuff for the, the draft at the time. So they, they kind of built the team as more of like, I don't know, like an identity team and like just winning as a unit, you know. So I don't know. Like I said, like they're just a solid team. They're all they're a bunch of role players. And it just fall as always. It falls back on cost, and um, it depends on what what pieces Jury's looking for. And like I said, I mean, I'm all set on the center position with Jimmy with uh, Johnny B, and I think the right wing, top right wing, is the spot to go for. Yeah, I, I we're, we're definitely in lockstep there. But speaking of the right wing, I forgot to mention this before, and I'm sorry, but I think the least likely candidate for the Rangers to get at right wing. Jake Gensel. I, I I cannot see Pittsburgh giving up Jake Gensel. That that That's is going to be way too hefty of a price to get Jake Gensel. Now, fun 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 story here, real quick before we explain ourselves here. I called Jake Gensel the milkshake man. The reason why I call him that is because <laughs> I visited Pittsburgh one too many times. My sister's down there; she's a music teacher there, and. There's this place called the Milkshake Factory, and there's a milkshake named after him called Jake's Shake. So I've called him the Milkshake Man ever since I saw that. So with that being said, the <laughs> Rangers are not getting the Milkshake Man to come to New York because it is going to be way too hefty of a price. And look, he's a great player, but I cannot see him in a Rangers uniform. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a few reasons. Number one, I mean, I'll let Cousin Ed explain probably the salary cap and his contract. But number one is I don't see Pittsburgh making the Rangers or doing the Rangers any favors by giving up one of their best players, especially one of Crosby's like right hand mans, you know. So absolutely, yes. He's either not going anywhere, or I'm saying I'm thinking they're shipping him as far west as possible. Because um, <laughs> yeah, cause you, no, you're you right. Take that one. Yeah, I mean, look, Gensel. Uh, I think he's got. Uh, I want to say he's like almost point per game in the playoffs. You know, he's a big game player. We saw that in the year the Rangers went to the Eastern Conference Finals against Pittsburgh. Gensel just really tortured us. Uh, and he, he would be a good fit on any team in, in any right wing spot. I mean, so it's nothing or left wing. It's really nothing against Gensel, but I wouldn't even look to Gensel. Uh, no, this is no. just not, not where I would look um, if I were trying to acquire a player. I don't think they need a Gensel. I mean, you're talking – the Rangers are a team. Like, I keep seeing this. Everyone just wants names and points, and I always get criticized by on our podcast uh, for caring too much about points. But if you look at the Rangers, Sabanajad, Kreider, Panarin, Laffy's emerging, right? He's got 15 even-strength goals this year, which is mm. as many or more than, you know, all these superstars, McDavid, et cetera, et cetera, right? He's stepping up. You got Fox. You got Shesterkin. We don't need Gensel. We need – complimentary guys that's what they need it's going to completely imbalance the roster if you go and get a guy like jake gensel in my opinion and it's going to end up being a negative effect however that being said um i do think pittsburgh's trying to move gensel from what i'm seeing i mean i see too much smoke there i don't have any sources yeah. or anything but i think they are trying to move him he's an unrestricted free agent are they going to be able to sign him i could see a team like vancouver going all in and selling the farm for a guy like gensel or something like that 
but I don't yeah, think I, Julian's Va- Vancouver to me makes sense. Vancouver, I know, is in a bit of a slide right now, but they're they're still. I don't think anybody expected Vancouver to be this good. They're they're for no. real this year, man. Vancouver yeah. can make a run of the Western Conference final this year. That's how good they are, and I can yeah. definitely see them going all in for Jake Gensel. But is it worth mortgaging their future over if you're trying to win now? Then I would take the risk personally. But if you don't get it done, then you just basically screwed yourself. So it's, well, it's yeah, kind what's of a his salary looking like for situation next year? there for Vancouver? But I can I can see them pulling it off, but I don't know if they will. There are two different things right there. I mean, you're looking at a guy who, uh, what is he in his early 30s? Uh, yeah, he's, he's 29. Like, he's 29. Like, what, 30, 31 years old, I think. He's, and he's, he's a 20, point per he's 29. Point per game in the playoffs. 29. Yeah, he's 29 years old. So you're looking at an eight-year contract for this guy, taking him to age 37. You're looking at probably upwards of seven and a half mil per year, probably closer in the eights. I mean, we can't afford that. The Rangers are just not going to be able to afford that. So he's a pure rental. Uh, Even if you move Kako and Goudreau and try to create some space to resign him, it's not going to be enough. Uh, you're looking at a pure rental, and you're going to have to pay, you know, the rivalry tax uh, from Pittsburgh to get him, and that's just not necessary. It's one of those unnecessary things. So then, like you said, if you don't get, if you don't win the cup, and look, I, I don't want to be one of those negative fans. You know, I'm not saying the Rangers aren't going to win the cup. I hope they do, but me too. It's unlikely. It's unlikely <laughs> every no, single no, I, year. I, I, I agree with you. It's unlikely, right? So you're dealing in probabilities a little bit here. There's 32 teams. It's really hard to win the Stanley Cup. You're talking about going all in. Going all in is fine, but you have to you can't do that every year. You know, you yep. just can't. So you have to be more selective. Gensel is not the right fit. That's my position. But I hear you. He's a great player. Little Ed, what about you? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they kind of did they they experimented with going all all in last year with the Kane. Kane situation, you know. So I mean, obviously, it wasn't at the nearly at the, the same cost as Getzel would be, and they they wouldn't be able to or get or Kane's not signing for eight mil. But uh, yeah, obviously, he's a phenomenal player. But there's only one puck out there, similar, like I said, to the Kane situation last year. I mean, he's a point per game in the playoffs. I mean, we're looking for a lot of guys on our team to also be a point per game in the playoffs. And there's yeah. just not really enough points to go around, so it would upset the chemistry for sure especially coming from a rival. So I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we all agree with that one. Now, to wrap things up here, with all of that discussion being said, Little Ed, you're a proponent of the right wing position. Who would you want to see the Rangers go after at right wing? Who do you want to see Chris Drury get? That's a tough one, man. I mean, I... I'm not going to put in. Is am I allowed to not put a name on it? <laughs> is my, yeah, my, answer, my answer would be like similar to what Cousin Ed said before, of a Toronto style player, but not at that same price. You know, like it's very easy to find a young, fast, gritty right wing that can shoot. I mean, I don't want to say it's easy. It's not like they grow on trees, but like you don't have to pay for a Frank Petrano to get that. So I would say, like, I mean, if Jimmy VC could play the way we know he's capable of playing and bring some energy, you never know. He might be that missing piece. I think Drury's going to be patient and probably wait to the last moment and kind of see what we have, obviously, because they are in a little bit of a hot streak. So really why mess with the, with the unbroken right now. Cousin Ed, what about you? Who do you want to see the Rangers get primarily? Who, who would you, who would your top target be? 
Yeah, so I think I think like Little Ed said, it's a little difficult to put a name on it because what I want Drury to do is I want him to make the unreported uh, move, right? Like so, when the right. Rangers got Frank Vetrano, there was no rumor. There was no rumor that Frank Vetrano was even available. Florida was a contending team, right? Yeah. Uh, so out of nowhere, they they decided they wanted to go after Claude Giroux. They needed to clear some cap space, and they moved Vetrano at a discount. So. I mean, I can look at I can look around the league at all the teams out of the playoffs and tell you like, oh, this guy's good. I like that, but I I feel like that would just be, um, not really my actual thought. So I would look around at teams that like Vancouver, teams that are in the playoffs that maybe are looking to add but need to clear a guy out, and see, hmm, this guy's in a third line role there. He might fit with Zibanejad, someone who could play off the rush because we know Zibanejad and Kreider do not forecheck. Okay, that's not a four-checking line, although I've seen them do no. a little more in the last few games. They need someone <laughs> who can play off the rush and be defensively responsible and, and just find the right fit like that for a fourth-round pick. Go get a guy, two million a year, something like that. Nothing long-term, you know. I'd also look at these bubble teams like Nashville. Uh, one, one name that stuck out to me, and I haven't watched him a lot in Nashville, is, is Trennan. Um, yes. you know, he's a big-body Four-checking guy might not fit on the Zibanejad line, but a guy like that, Nashville, Arizona, St. Louis, these teams are like they want to make a run for the playoffs. They're kind of should they make up? They also want to build for the future, so there might be a move to be made there for a guy who's a little bit undervalued. So, in the sake of giving you a name for your show, I'll give you Trennan. Uh, not necessarily <laughs> for that, not necessarily for that line, but I want them to target someone who we're not talking about, honestly. Right? I, no, I. I I, I 100% get where you're coming from. You know, sometimes the more under-the-radar type of moves tend to work a lot better than going for the top targets a la Vetrano, Henrique, and those guys. Because sometimes those top-tier trades normally don't pan out, and then you end up regretting trading your prospect and your draft picks afterwards saying, what the heck have I done? So I completely 100% get where you're coming from. But if it were up to me personally, Yanni Gord's my guy. The Rangers need a replacement for Philip Heedle ASAP. I know that Trocheck has been great on faceoffs this year. Zibanejad's been kind of iffy, so maybe an upgrade at the center position would be nice during the trade deadline. Somebody else who's good on faceoffs. So if we're up to me, I would go for Yanni Gord. But an under-the-radar trade would be just fine with me as well. I am with you on oh, that. Oh, I one. thought I thought you meant it right wing. I'm sorry. Yeah, Gord. I'm with you. Gord, 100%. I would. He's one of the few players who might get traded that I would trade the first round pick for. Uh, you know, <laughs> yes, he would, honestly, be, he would definitely be worth a first round pick, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, first and a and a you know secondary prospect and get somebody off the off the roster that's not Kapo he has, and He has term as well, right? Got one yeah. year left. Yeah, oh, he's got he one year left and, and two Stanley Cup rings. So, yep. just saying that's the that guy. I'm with you. That should be number one target, and go get him. You know, like fine, hundred percent, perfect fit, hundred percent. But I, I do get what you're saying about the right wing position, though it's kind of tic tac here and there. But, fellas, this was such a blast. I really enjoyed this conversation with the both of you. Thank you so much for coming on with me. Before I let you go, though, tell the people how they can find out more about the Rangers Ed podcast. Where, they, where can they find you guys? Yeah, you can check us out every Tuesday morning on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, all those, every platform. Um, 
We release, we release a lot of unique content on YouTube exclusively, so definitely check that out, especially Coach's Corner. Unfortunately, he couldn't uh, join us tonight, but you could definitely get a lot of Coach Ed over on our show. Um, so, yeah, every every podcast platform, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Cousin Ed's really uh, active on Twitter over there with some stats and contract talk and things like that. Um, so definitely check that out. And for sure, like I said, YouTube. That's what we're really trying to push right now. So other than the social media, head on over to YouTube and subscribe. Yeah, if, if you don't listen to the Coach's Corner segment on this show, you're missing <laughs> out on some really, really good stuff over there because Coach Ed and these boys certainly know their stuff about the New York Rangers. But Little Ed and Cousin Ed, again, thank you guys so much. You are welcome back anytime that you want. Maybe I can uh, maybe I can hop on your show soon and we can do another collaboration. How's that? Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. good, we'll man. yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. Hey, listen, go subscribe to these guys. These guys are probably one of the best Rangers podcasts you will ever hear in your life. The Rangers Ed podcast. I'll leave links down below in the description section so you guys can go subscribe. That's going to wrap it up for us. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. If you enjoyed this content, make sure you smash that like button and subscribe and hit the bell so you stay notified of every single episode. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BlueSeats94 and use the hashtag BlueSeats to keep the conversation going. Who do you want the Rangers to get at the trade deadline? Do you want them to go right wing, center, defenseman? Do you want them to go after a top tier guy or do you want an under the radar signing? as well let us know what you think on social media at blue seats 94 on behalf of the rangers ed podcast my name is jimmy this is from the blue seats a new york rangers podcast go blue shirts and we'll catch you next time peace